Yes. Your grace. Let my flame fall beside you. Why it is? Please, sir, pass it this way. Can you hand me that pistol? Please don't get my lord. My lord, please hand me the bazooka. Yes, yes, we got game one action. This is King Known Uncensored, and we are talking game one today. Yes, yes. Hasn't been any other topics going on but this. I know y'all been waiting on this shit. Y'all been waiting to hear my voice. Y'all been waiting to hear my, my thoughts. And listen, man, disclaimer, this fucking claimer, right? Game one doesn't mean anything. Everybody wants to bring up that bullshit, right? About game ones. Game one doesn't mean anything. Because anything can happen from injuries to all kinds of bullshit. Let's start with that first game, Miami and Milwaukee. This happened Saturday. We're going to get all eight game breakdowns right now. As the Milwaukee Bucks simply just edged the Miami Heat out 107 to 109. That was a hell of an overtime thriller. Yes, yes, yes. Hell of a thriller. I mean, it was back and forth the whole game. It came down to one shot. It, it reminds me of game one between Milwaukee and Miami last year. I don't think anyone is at fault. I mean, Jimmy Butler, I didn't even know he shot four of 22 from the field despite him. And I didn't, I didn't even know yet. Well, maybe I saw a lot of turnovers from Jimmy. Yeah, because he had six. But he still had 17, 10, and 8. Pretty solid. 
Um, Duncan Robinson was the uh, was that guy, especially in that first half. Like he was lighting it up. He had 24 points on seven of 13 shooting all threes. Oh, Ron Drogic, 25 points, 10 of 17 from the field, 5 of 10. I mean, like I said, it's not Miami's fault that they lost. It just came down to one shot, really. Wasn't, wouldn't have been nobody on the Bucks' fault. It was just a clean back-and-forth game between two competitive teams. As a, You know, I predicted this would be a competitive series. Chris Middleton, finally... Shows a clutch gene. This is the Chris Middleton that I wanted to see. Because I had always been on his head the whole time that he's been getting all this all-star recognition. And everybody is saying that this guy was good. And in this game, Chris Middleton showed up in a big way. He had 27 points on 10 of 22 shooting, 3 or 9 from 3. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Giannis Antipo Negro, 26 points, 18 rebounds, and 5 assists. This is not the Giannis from last year. This is a different Giannis. Miami put, up, put that wall up last year on him. This year, though. I mean, Dante Defense, look at the rebounds. Like, Dante DiFincenzo had 10 rebounds. Drew Holiday had 11 rebounds and 20 points. Brooke Lopez had 18 points and 8 rebounds. Milwaukee just went crazy. Like, this isn't, this isn't the same team from last year. Although I still think Miami is going to win this series. Milwaukee came out and did what they were supposed to, which was defend home court. But other than that, this was a very competitive first game, and it was a very good first game. Definitely worth getting my ass up and getting down here for, man. Oh, damn, I messed up. Oh, no, I didn't. Let's move on to that second game that came on right after that Heat game. We had the Dallas Mavericks playing the Los Angeles Clippers. As the Dallas Mavericks bought it to the Clippers 113 to 103. I mean, yes, I said that. The Clippers would beat these dudes in five, but I don't know. I'm not going to change my pick because I'm going to stick with my pick, but I may be wrong about this shit because Luka Doncic, I knew he was going to have a big series. He was going to eat. I had predicted that he would average 38, 10 and 10 in this series or something of that nature last show. Got to go back to my prediction uh, show here. But yeah, Luka Doncic had 31, 10, and 11. 10 rebounds, 11 assists. But here's the kicker about this game. The Dallas role players showed up tonight. Or should I say Saturday night. They showed up in a major way. I did not expect that. I mean, you had Dorian Finney-Smith with 18 points. 
Krasinga struggled with 14, but he still put up the 14. Tim Hardaway Jr., 21 points. I expect that out of him. Luka Doncic had 31 points. Jalen Brunson, the new J.J. Barea, had 15 points off the bench. Josh Richardson had 8. But that was all they... That crazy part is, that was all they needed to beat a Clippers team that struggled. Like, Paul George struggled early on, but came along in the second half, but couldn't finish the job. I mean, Kawhi Leonard did his thing. He had 26. Paul had 23. But I felt like Paul, I felt like it was Paul George's responsibility to close the game out. Pat Bev had 10 points. Nicholas Batum had 11. Rajon Rondo had 11. And Serge Ibaka had 8 points. So, I mean, I believe the Clippers fell asleep in, in that fourth quarter. And the Mavericks role players were just entirely too much for the Los Angeles Clippers. Completely disappointing performance. Although I still... I'm keeping the uh, Clippers in five method. It doesn't matter. I think eventually the Clippers are definitely going to uh, unleash. I didn't even know that nine players played. I thought I thought it was less than that. I feel like the Clippers definitely have to utilize um, DeMarcus Cousins and Luke Kennard in this series if they're going to even have a chance of winning because you know the Mavericks eventually I mean those role players are not going to show up every game that's just my thoughts but anyway let's move on to the Boston Celtics Brooklyn Nets game the Boston Celtics uh played a very good game despite them losing but Deep down inside, low-key, I think the Brooklyn Nets were playing with the Celtics, just trying to see how they would come out. Jason Tatum shot an abysmal 6 of 20. With 22 points. And I had said going into this series that Jason Tatum was going to go crazy in this series, but there will be nothing that he will be able to do to stop Brooklyn. Kimbrick Walker did his Kimbrick thing and shot 5 of 16. This, this, this man builds mansions with all those bricks. He got, he got more bricks than Gucci Mane. Got more bricks than Pablo Escobar. Marcus Smart showed his ass in this game. He had 17 points and 6 of 13, shooting 3 of 8 from 3. Marcus Smart was 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 killing the whole game. He was hitting big shots for them. Robert Williams was good too. He had 11 points and 9 rebounds. Fournier was disappointing. Kim Brick was doing Kim Brick things. Jason Tatum was building up bricks too now. But anyway, let's move on to Brooklyn, though. Kevin Durant, the best player in the world. I keep trying to tell y'all time and time again, the best player in the world. Kevin Durant with 32 points, 12 rebounds. Although he shot one of eight from three, he was still 10 of 25 from the field and 11 of 12 from the free throw line. 
Kyrie Irving. I told you and Kyrie showed you. 29 points, 11 of 20 shooting from the field. James Harden had a had a rough start to the game, but he got into the groove in the second half. And he ended up with 21 points, 9 rebounds, and 8 assists. And that's crazy that that's all they needed for Brooklyn to be successful. Because nobody else besides Joe Harris was in double figures. It was all Durant, uh, Irving, and Harden. So shout out to the fucking Brooklyn Nets for handling their fucking business in game one. Next, let's move on to Portland uh, Trailblazers and the Denver Nuggets as the Trailblazers um, beat the Nuggets 123 to 109. Let me tell you something. Don't let Portland steal home court twice. Don't let Portland go up 2-0 because if they go back to Portland, they're going to fucking sweep uh, Denver. I had told people that Denver is going to miss Jamal Murray. Bottom line, wow, Joseph Nurkic, despite handling the task of defending what many people call the MVP, uh, Nikola Jokic, he still dropped a good 16 points and 12 rebounds. CJ McCollum, 21 points. Dame motherfucking dollar. My favorite player in the whole entire NBA dropped 34 and 13 on that ass. 10 and 10 of 25, 5 of 12. What more do you want from him? And big dog mellow, God mellow Anthony, goddammit. Put some respect on that man name. 18 points, 6 of 12 shooting, 4 of 8 from 3. And Anthony Simmons. The young man came in the game and put up some stellar numbers and big minutes hit big shot after big shot. I didn't even know Simmons was cut like this on the court. I knew Simons was good. I meant Simons. I knew Anthony Simons was good, but golly, five or six from the field, four or five from three. Somebody check that man. Oh my God. And six niggas in double figures. Norman Powell contributed 10 points, so nice. Michael Porter Jr. had 25 points and nine rebounds. Not bad. One of 10 from three, though. Not good. He took some terrible, terrible shots. Aaron Gordon had 16 points. The MVP candidate, Nikola Jokic, contributed 34 points, 16 rebounds, but only had an assist. That might have been the problem. But, I mean, you can't really blame Denver for losing to Portland. I think Portland just had a hot shooting night from everybody, and everyone contributed on Portland. Meanwhile... Denver is limited at the guard position. I mean, Compazzo can't check Dame. Austin Rivers can't check CJ. Joseph Nurkic did all he could with the MVP, but he was going to be the MVP. Allegedly. Uh, The alleged MVP, I should say. JaVale McGee didn't even play. That's crazy. 
I don't know what Mike Malone is doing, man, but that nigga JaVale McGee needs to get some key minutes. They playing with that nigga minutes. But, um, yeah, shout out to Dame Dollar, though. All right, we got um, Washington and Philly. This is today's games we're going to as the um, 76ers beat the the Wizards, 118 to 125. Here we go. Now, Tobias Harris had the biggest game of his fucking life. You got to think about this, right? Bradley Beal. 33 points, 10 rebounds, and 6 assists. Not bad for a guy battling a hamstring injury. My goodness. That nigga showed up. Westbrook, eh, he was all right. 16 points, 14 assists. It's not bad. But I just think, to be honest with y'all, I just think that Philly is just too much for these guys. Despite six niggas in double figures. I mean, Davis Bertrand's 14 points. Daniel Gafford provided some energy off the bench with 12 points you had Rui with 12 Alex Lynn with 12 I don't know how Alex Lynn scored 12 points but anyway my god you got two niggas with 30 point games you had Tobias Harris who was hot he had 37 points like when he's with Doc Rivers Tobias Harris is firing on all cylinders Doc gives this man a different type of confidence and then you got Joel Embiid 30 points six rebounds is kind of disappointing but hey all the rebounding went to Ben Simmons as he had 15 rebounds and 15 assists and only six points George Hill contributed 11 off the bench so Philadelphia did what they were supposed to do protect home court and it was very close up until the end of the game you know move on to LA versus Phoenix this is the game that everybody wanted to see the Los Angeles Lakers played horrible today I was not expecting that type of performance from them like LeBron James was very disappointing he played like a bitch today I'm not gonna lie like he wasn't attacking the basket he wasn't shooting it was just like he should have had 25 on these dudes there's nobody on Phoenix that can defend this man one-on-one like, I feel like LeBron James is, you know, he's a top three player in the league. Like, this nigga got to get his his bars up. This nigga got to come out next game and have 25, 26, or else this shit is over. And Anthony Davis played even more like a bitch. Like, DeAndre Ayton really punked this guy. I'm like, you really going to let, let him do this? This nigga, Andre Drummond almost had more points than Anthony Davis. You know that's bad. When when nine toe ho scores more points than you, almost scores more points than you. Dennis Schroeder had more points than Anthony Davis and Andre Drummond. I mean, Dennis Schroeder had more points than Anthony Davis. That's not good. Trez had 12 off the bench. That's almost more points than Anthony Davis. What happened to these two? Like, what the fuck was going on? It's just like now. Here's what I think happened. Phoenix's zone was very crucial in the first half. Like, that's what I noticed. Phoenix was playing a lot of zone and was getting LeBron James and Anthony Davis frustrated. And he was like, 
they were throwing right into that zone where they intercepted passes. I mean, the Lakers shot horrible from the field as a team. They shot 43% from the field and 27% from three. That's not good enough to beat Phoenix. Now, D-Book. D-Book was on fire. This is his first playoff game. This is the most points of a playoff debut from a Phoenix Sun. I mean, 34 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists. Man, that nigga was on fire. And DeAndre Ayton, shout out to DeAndre Ayton. He picked his he he put on his big boy pants today. Like, come on. He surprised me. I he was the one I was worried about. I thought Anthony Davis was gonna bust this nigga ass. Pause. But he didn't. DeAndre Ayton had 21 points and 16 rebounds. He really punked Anthony Davis today. I mean, Chris Paul got injured like always. It never fails. But they didn't really need Chris Paul today. They was firing on all cylinders. Booker and Ayton just showed up. And they ended up winning the game because of that. Next up, we got, we had a very close one in New York. Damn, man, I couldn't believe the Knicks lost at home. These are games you can't lose because now you got to go to Atlanta and try to win one, one, if not both of those games in Atlanta to stay afloat in the series. Ice Trader Gang, Ice Trader Gang had 32 points, 10 assists, and 7 rebounds. He was very, very huge for Atlanta. Bogdan Bogdanovich, the rapping assassin, had 18 points. Lou Will had 13 off the bench. You already know Lemon Pepper Lou got them Lemon Pepper Wings from Magic City today, and they and they worked magic. And this was not really the fault of the New York Knicks. It just came down to one. It just came down to one shot. But Randall had a piss poor night. He can't come out in his first playoff game like this. He did have 15 and 12. But I mean, despite that, New York was still in the game. This shows you right there that I probably made the right choice in picking a winner. But I think next game, New York is definitely going to win. Derrick Rose had 17 points off the bench. Alec Burks was big. He had 27 points. Alec Burks is going to be the key in this series because he can score in many ways. 9 of 13 from the field. 3 of 5 from 3. RJ Barrett, oh my God. 14 points, 11 rebounds. He had the dunk of the day because this nigga yammered. I forgot who he dunked on. But he yammed on that nigga head. Obi Toppin had a hell of, hell of a dunk in this game too. Manuel quickly had 10 points off the bench. The New York Knicks benches, they go crazy, bruh. Them niggas go crazy. But yeah, shout out to Atlanta for winning game one. Neither of these teams have any playoff experience, so I love to see and gauge um, the the heart meters 
of these players. Now, this game right here, Memphis and Utah. Utah, Donovan Mitchell, Utah's Donovan Mitchell set out the game. And Utah only lost by three. You have to think about if Mitchell played, this would have been a whole different game. But the backcourt and Memphis, my goodness, combined had 57 points. Dylan Brooks had a big game. You know, doesn't Dylan Brooks look like every Mexican bad guy in movies and shit? But 13 of 26, 2 of 5 from 3, 7 rebounds. John Morant, woo baby. That nigga had 26 points. Shit. Kyle, yo, it was a lot of fighting and squabbing going on in this game. I mean, Lakers Suns had a little tiff, had a little thing, but Memphis and Utah looked like this is going to be a good series. Motherfuckers hate each other. I mean, it was a bunch of little scuffles and shit. Kyle Anderson was getting into it with niggas. JV had um, JV had 15 and 12. Jonas Valley and Shunis for the slow people. Desmond Bain hit a big shot late in the, in the game. He had, he 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 need the ball a little bit more. He need a bit more than four four shot attempts. Jaron Jackson um, he doesn't look a hundred percent yet. I think he still has a long way to go before he's the Jaron Jackson of old. But even despite that. Memphis came into Utah and upset them. Taylor Jenkins is one hell of a coach. I got to give it to him. Damn, Utah had six niggas in double figures and still lost. But, again, not necessarily the fault of Utah. In close games, it depends on what type of error happens at the end, whether... You can point the finger at just one little thing. But the problem was Rudy Gobert fouling out of the game, getting into foul trouble. That's not going to work. They need Rudy Gobert if they're going to win this series because without him, there is no rim protection. And um, I don't understand why Quinn Snyder, who I view as the coach of the year, did not put in the rookie Udoka Azabuki who does the same thing that Rudy Gobert does. Don't understand. I mean, he still had 15 rebounds and 11 points. Mike Conley had 22 points. Bogdan Bog- oh, Bohan Bogdanovich had 29 points on 18, 8 of 16 shooting, 4 of 11 from 3. Jordan Clarkson shot 5 of 16 from the field. Not good. 14 points is not enough. He got to get 18, 19 off the bench. Derek Favors had 12. Derek Favors, a.k.a. A-Verb, had 12 points and 11 rebounds. Y'all can't tell me that man don't look like A-Verb, the battle rapper, bro. But all in all, this was a good gut-punching back-and-forth game between Memphis and Utah, despite no Donovan Mitchell. But Donovan Mitchell has to come back in order for them to win the series. Because if not, Memphis could win in seven games. I still think this is going to be a seven-game series. Um, I finally uh, listened to the Dave East Millie's Project. Millie's is a, a, a rapper from New York. He is nice. So him and 
Dave East came out with a project called Pablo and Blanco. Pretty decent work. Pretty decent EP. But other than that, I'm going to get the fuck up out of here. Um, this is uh, King Known Uncensored. Game one. And I'm out.